0: Hey guys, how's it going? Welcome to another episode of Unconventional Geek. Today, I am here with Captain Biscotti. We are doing a Foxfire GG. He is currently the featured fox of the month. This is a very interesting podcast because it was done very early in the morning and both of us were very tired. So we had 40 minutes of us talking to each other before we even started the podcast. I took the effort to cut it at at about 40 minutes in. And you guys are getting the podcast portion, and there will be a bonus content coming later as well. Anyways, like always, let's just uh, go ahead and jump into it. So here's the portion of the podcast where we actually talk about, you know, like your setup and you know joining communities and things like that, because Ooh. we haven't mentioned one thing about Foxfire yet. Oh, you just mentioned them, so mission accomplished. Mm, yes. Uh, now we can go back to talking about <laughs> Uncomgeek.com where you can find high <laughs> beast apparel. There you go. If you sign up now for the <laughs> newsletter, you can get 20% off your first purchase. <gasps> 20% off. Um. Anyways. <laughs> Actually, I don't know if the email bot can do that yet. I shouldn't promise these things. Uh, <laughs> False advertisement. I'm going to sue you. <laughs> <laughs> go for it. They'll be like, where's your DBA? And I'll be like, I, I don't know what he's talking about. I'm doing business under carbs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Who's carbs? So, anyway, Is he a food? <laughs> yes, I'm a delicious treat. Oh, so I hit peak last night when I entered in a Discord server, it said never going to give up carbs, never going to let down, let carbs down. And I felt so accomplished because nobody should ever give up carbs and nobody should let carbs down. And I'm gonna nobody give, should I'm ever gonna turn around now. and desert carbs. Okay. Nobody should ever turn around and desert carbs. Just
1: saying. All all I'm going to do is just give out a sigh. <sighs>
0: Look, That's biggest internet be. troll right here, right now. Um, no, but all right. So let's get into this. So you joined, uh, Foxfire GG. We uh, you're the featured Foxfire of the month, and Woo. you got this because you were super excellent in tech support, and you chatted all the time, and you're super friendly and whatnot to a degree Uh, Um, that's why i said to a degree i mean (laughs) i put put an asterisk there i I start it like five times um (laughs) anyway so let's get into why you're into tech like let's just dive right into the tech portion why are you into tech so much like what what draws you to it
1: technology which is something I work with every day, and I regret my career decisions.
0: <laughs> um you know, I feel like I've, that's, like, the biggest joke about technology is, like, the biggest joke in technology is anybody who's in technology just says they regret it, no matter what.
1: <laughs> it, it's funny, because I went to school. Um, I was going in for pre-med, actually, and this was, like, what, in 2008. Went to school, was going to go in for pre-med. I had basically was on track to go in. Um, for pre-med. I had credits from high school due to taking PSEO, and yeah, essentially was going to go do that. And then I decided to drop out because I was like, hey, <laughs> I don't want to go through uh, essentially what is pre-med hell. Um, I had friends that was that were essentially going through all that, um, all that fun stuff. So I don't know. It's just technology for me has always been kind of a part of my life, so, my, my dad, he was essentially, like, growing up, he was a systems engineer. So, we had the whole, we had a computer set up, like, when I was, like, seven, eight years old. And I was always fascinated by, like, oh, I can play games on this. Or, oh, I can, like, do this. Even though, the like, computers back in the day were just, well, I would say, just hey, look. basic.
0: The South Park <laughs> game on, on Mac was awesome, okay?
1: I don't know well, that, it. and I used to play the good old uh, Oregon Trail. used to play all, like, the... Oregon Trail? Like... I, I
0: feel like you're yeah. telling me right now. It's so hard to hear that.
1: Why? Why is it hard to hear that?
0: Uh, wasn't it Oregon Trail? I thought it was Oregon Trail, like, after is this Is it thing.
1: Oregon? I, I call it Oregon, because I'm weird. Oh. But, oh. Kappa's. oh are we f- <gasps> Kappas. Are we going to... gonna? Are we going to fight now? Tim's off. Fisticuffs. And I, it just... Well... Essentially, I, like what got me interested in like in particular computers was just playing like really old games I used to play, okay, Oregon Trail. I'm gonna say it co- politically correct now because people are just gonna yell at me okay, for hold, pronunciations
0: hold so, so how did how do you say niche? Like that's a specific niche. niche. You say niche. Niche, yeah. How you say quiche? Quiche. How you say click? Click. Now, what do they all have in common?
1: They're all terrible
0: and they should all be pronounced differently <laughs> 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 so someone told me somebody uh average video game joe if you, if you guys are continuing to listen to the podcast he he can which c- congrats
1: to you by the way for listening this long i'm so sorry <laughs> 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 high quality um, content
0: or content right here it is it's top quality top shelf um we pay forty dollars per drink no um so my mind. average video game, Joe, he, he told me, and he was like, niché. And I was like, niche. Niche. sorry, what did you say? Like, I could not ignore it. Like, it wasn't something I could ignore. So I was like, what? Um, I'm horrible at grammar, but what did you say? <laughs> and, you know, we joked about it, but it's, like, true. Like, isn't niche and cliche, like, they're kind of spelt in a way where they're, you would think they would be pronounced similar. Like, if I type out niche. And if I type out cliche, they both end with a accent E. So it's like, shouldn't it be niche?
1: No, when I hear niche, I think I am no che, So that's going to confuse me for some reason. Um, <laughs> all right, let's continue I with would, your 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 story. story. I was going to say I would argue with him, but he's a much more successful person than I am, so I won't argue with him. Okay, so he no. can do whatever the hell he wants. <laughs> <It's all dead. laughs>
0: All right, where were we in your story? I we really... were
1: talking about technology. But <laughs> it's, technology. it's... Yeah, yeah, technology. that thing that goes beep-boop and uh, um, and whatnot. But yeah, essentially, I guess my start in technology was just, like, really old games. Uh, I played... Like, Oregon Trail, I played a lot of the humongous entertainment games, such, such as, like, the classic Putt-Putt and the classic Freddy Fish games. And I don't know, it just was... I was always on the computer and I, even though this computer was specifically for my dad to yeah you know, my my father was um kind of like me where he didn't go to he didn't have traditional schooling he essentially worked um and got the experience that he now has a pretty good job but he just essentially worked his whole entire life without mm-hmm. any sort of academia um I was just using this for to have fun and like, play all these, like, really fun text adventure games and whatnot, um, point-and-click adventure games. And that just kind of started there. Um, Started researching and building my own computer because I wanted to essentially have something for myself. And it just kind of grew from there. And that's, over time, it's just me researching and reading up on things and doing all that fun stuff where I was like, oh, this is something I actually, like, really like. I think kind of the peak of it, was when i was like 13 14 i got and this is going to be where i become a huge weeb even more so um i was really really into anime music oh yeah i want to get more of this weeb stuff like injected into me so i joined this community what's that
0: Do, do you remember the song freestyler like i don't know if that was popular with other people but there's this really good like dbz cut or a lot of dbz videos to like freestyler where they would just, like, mash fight scenes together. Sorry, continue. Uh, I'll find the song and post it to you later. But
1: You know, probably. it's. Uh, I know, like, AMVs used to be incredibly popular back then, and particularly, like, mashes, too. Um, but, yeah, it, it's more or less when around the peak age of 13, 14, uh, I joined this community, which was, was essentially called uh, Anime Academy Radio. And I was a DJ there. Um, I, I participated in being a DJ, mm. playing all these like weeb, like anime music, and it was a it was a good time. I actually met a lot of my good friends who I'm like, still friends to this day. Uh, so like I met a lot of my like best friends there. And it's just it's technology has always been like a huge, just part of my life. Um, yeah. Grew up with it, and now I work with it. Unfortunately. But you regret uh, it. <laughs> well, it's uh there's parts of it that I wish I could be doing something else, but um it allows me to just kind of stay in that position of learning stuff instead of just kind of learning like just doing like just reading what I want to do. so yeah, it, it's it's uh, it's been it's been a fun ride so far. I'm still into the, the biggest part about um, just building PCs. Uh, like one of the uh, YouTube channels I like watching or slash listening to is like Linus Tech Tips or Level 1 Tech. Um, just stuff like that. They have some crazy ideas. Like they just had a video with um, test making your own CPU or thermal compound.
0: Yeah, I saw that using... one. I, I was yeah. laughing my ass off the whole time. <laughs>
1: Yeah, because Linus is on vacation or whatever, and so it's, a, it's not the B team, but it's like the other editors is like, we gotta come up with videos, and they come up with this, like, gold, gold. content so that is
0: just great. Talking about that, I, I think they're doing it right over there, so they're slowly mm-hmm. introducing new faces to the show, because, let's be real, at some point, Linus won't be doing the videos anymore. Like, at what point do you go, okay, I've made enough videos I need other people to step in and that's the issue I think a lot of people are seeing like with Phil DeFranco is I don't think he's old or anything. I'm just saying like and that he won't be doing videos for a lot longer. I'm just saying like th- they I think all these older YouTubers are realizing that they need to find someone to take over or not take over but like to to help reduce the workload off of them because they can't focus on growing the business side of Mm -hmm. everything so they have to find people who can make videos for them or with them to like speed up and i think linus actually has one of the most interesting stories uh when it comes to how he uh uh got big in that sense like how he like got came from like ncis x in, is it NCIX?
1: NCIS, yes. He came from the show. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I didn't mean S. That
0: that was a slur. That was a slur. I didn't mean to slur that. I just I have a horrible time enunciating sometimes. But um,
1: that's okay. So you just need to you need a shot or something. Here I you think
0: go. <laughs> I think Sarah Deechi over on um, that Creative Life, uh, she has a podcast, and she actually did an interview with Linus, and I think she even posted this one online, like as a video. And, Mm -hmm. like, he tells, like, the story, and it's just, like, interesting because he was probably, like, one of the few that, like, started realizing, like, okay, I just need someone to help me with this stuff. Like, I don't know. I know a lot of older YouTubers did it, but his story is very interesting to me, and I'll Mm -hmm. always respect it the way that they grew. Uh, Like, the same with, like, Philip DeFranco and, like, some of the others. It's just, like, interesting, I guess. I don't know.
1: Yeah, in regards to... Um, having like a small startup. Well, he, I mean, he essentially started from a slightly, technically, a big company which is now defunct. Well, uh, rest yeah. in peace, NCIX.
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> but, so uh, he did, but at the same time, yeah. like he technically wasn't allowed to like compete with them mm-hmm. or something like that. It was kind of interesting. So, uh, yeah, but yeah, no, he did get his start from a big company, and like, but he had to like create his own channel afterwards. At the same time, so he was starting from like ground up.
1: Yeah, I agree that at some point that, um, like, you can definitely obviously make a living off of, uh, you know, having a YouTube channel, but at some point you kind of want to change either gears or you kind of just want to be out of that business. Like, you don't want to be the front, you know, the, the front facing yeah. part of that business and you rather just be like in, in the background. Like, if I was in that position, yeah, I'd be the same way. Essentially, I just want to roll off, you know, doing more of the behind the behind the scenes stuff. And having other people kind of be in his place, where yeah. you know, he's the, the front person for me on the camera. I
0: mean, they they release a video like seven days a week. So
1: <laughs> yeah, and yeah, which is you know very impressive for you know, keeping up, you know, keeping up like having a post per day. Because I think that if I if I read correctly, if you don't post one video a day, like if you're a big YouTuber. Like that's essentially just a huge. You get behind essentially um, with like views and stuff like that, which is honestly kind of nuts. So you always have to pump out content.
0: It's pretty insane how the algorithm works and how people find you and stuff like that. But Mm -hmm. all right, let's wrap this back to you because this is about you, not not Linus Tech Tips. Or
1: (laughs) no, we're we're now. This is now. um, This podcast is now a sponsor of Linus Tech Tips.
0: (laughs) Whoa, whoa! I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Uh, uh, amazing yeah. people over at Linus Tech Tips, and uh, like I said, that creative life. Uh, Sarah Deechi, she did a podcast episode with interviewing Linus Tech Tips. She does a more interview style, but still conversationalist. I think she has a little bit more prep than me, especially, mm-hmm. so that that kind of gives her more structure. But I, I prefer conversation because I like it going off on derailed tangents, uh, like we just yeah. did. <laughs> so so going like back to you know you now work in tech, and mm-hmm. Do you see, so I have this, I have a respect, but also I don't, like I have this love-hate relationship with the thought of going back and getting a degree because I don't have a degree and I work in tech as well. So Mm -hmm. do you have any tips for someone who's getting into IT and like how they should start and what type of degree they should go for first? Uh,
1: to be honest, like I also am in the same boat as you. Um, I don't have a degree. Uh, essentially, when I dropped out of of college, I just started working a bunch. Of, I, I I started working, of the best places of all time, Best Buy, like as a retail associate. Um, and essentially, yeah, it's kind of was for me to stay in the realm of consumer technology. Um, it, it more or less kind of research into like what what you want to do if you have an interest in IT. Because IT in general is just a broad term. It's mm-hmm. kind of like, I, I want to be a doctor. Okay, what kind of doctor? Yeah. IT has so many different options out there. Um, so it, essentially, keep an eye out of... Uh, do your own research and keep an eye out of what you want to do, such as if you want to be like a cybersecurity person, if you want to be a systems administrator. Uh, it, in terms of read like what the prerequisites are to get into a certain position, and if you try to apply for something and like you don't get what if you don't get what uh, the position that you're applying for, ask out when, what the prerequisites are. A lot of tech places, they usually like to start with people that at least have some sort of foot in the door, such as, I mean, the most common way of getting to say like a systems administrator role would be. Uh, being a level one tech support person and i feel yeah tech support i I feel that uh that's like kind of the foot in the door and it it also gives you kind of the idea if you kind of have the patience for it or if you don't because being at the bottom of the barrel it's uh, like one of the subreddits i i really like following is like tales from tech support that gives you (laughs) those are the best but it gives you like the idea of like how just kind of nuts the that kind of that kind of role is um but from there researching of what uh, what particular field you want to get into in, in that in under that umbrella of i t um seeing also like in terms of certificates um such as if you want to go into Cisco stuff uh Cisco has a path where you can take all their cert uh, like CERT courses and also pass their tests, um, and just kind of, yeah, seeing what, uh, what you can do to build that profile. In the realm of IT, the key thing is experience. I believe I've only evolved, like, the IT jobs that I've had. Only, I've only ran into one that required, a like, a college degree. And, so, yeah,
0: that... Go ahead. I, I guess that... I don't know. So I got into... I got into software around like 2011 and a lot of bigger companies still required a degree. Mm-hmm. Um, I started out as QA and you know, I've been around tech kind of like you since I was young. Like my dad, I, I've been around it since I was probably eight, like actually understanding like computers and stuff like that. So, um, but I got into like software and I got, when I first tried to, like, move away from the position I was at, because, first of all, trying to live on your own at $15 an hour in a city where minimum rent is about 750 is very hard, mm-hmm. especially where they take out state tax. Like, you're, you're spending over half your budget almost. Um, and so I went and looked for, like, other positions around, like, my first year of working, and a lot of them – liked me but then as soon as I told them I didn't have a college degree I got like cut down. Hmm. Um now it has changed a lot. So I've actually interviewed uh, helped interviewed people and I noticed that people with college degrees, don't get me wrong, they're smart, they understand the technic like the terms and stuff, but they don't understand how to apply it to other other scenarios. And I think that's why people look for experience in IT is because in IT, you're taking your experience here and moving it across all these different types of fields, whether that's, like, you know, working with hardware, working with software, debugging a problem. Like, like there's so many different things that has, like, a universal concept, mm-hmm. and you have to know how to, like, take that across. And I think that's kind of, like, interesting, like, how you were saying, like, you know, try to get experience just to be able to do, like, a system administration do- job, where, to me, that job... Doesn't I don't know. You you always want to be on a team. Like if it's your first job, always try to find a place where they have a group of people. You learn so much when you have a team to go with. Mm-hmm. Don't don't try to like go to like small places and get a job. I mean, you'll learn a lot because you'll have to learn it on the fly. But I was know.
1: gonna say those are actually the like smaller slash startup jobs are actually kind of the best because they, you become a jack of all trades type of person. So yeah,
0: but then that you you fall into the realm of, I don't actually know like the depths of this one particular thing. So it's mm -hmm. like where, I guess it depends on you, right? You you wanna Mm -hmm. like figure out where to merge the two, at least in my opinion.
1: For me, or uh, for me when I started out, it was essentially exposure. Um, I wanted to be exposed to many facets of you know what this what my career could potentially be. So uh, my first company that I worked for, yeah, I was uh, it was a small company of uh, probably about 50 people. Um, it was it I actually I would say that was probably the inspiration for me to stay staying in the realm of IT. It was essentially that I had to do everything from the internal um, the internal IT stuff. To the infrastructure part of things, uh, to the networking side of things, uh, it was just—it was a good exposure to seeing what I wanted to do, um, which is now kind of—I'm at the point now where I work with clientele every day. Uh, I'm so right. So the position I have right now, I'm essentially a project manager mm-hmm. slash uh, consultant, and. I found kind of my more of my niche of helping or working with clients um, externally versus people being in the company because I, I feel working with clients is more of a challenging experience for me than versus working internally um, however it, it it's the drive that needs to be there is that you want to help people mm-hmm. uh, and then I think that's kind of where I also so when I wanted to become a doctor essentially years ago, that drive of helping people has always been there. But at least for me being in IT, it's not as bad versus like being like a surgeon or something, um, it's not as uh, high pressure. <laughs> um, but that, that drive needs to be there of you know, being in tech, um, you're always trying to find solutions, solutions to problems. And that drive of helping people is always, you, know, you, you, you wanna have at least that drive. Um, I think that alone will get you very far. Um, and from there, having just a thirst of knowledge, um, try and understand how things work. Um, the terminology part of things you, you can pick up on later on while doing the job, but um, just understanding key concepts and that overall drive of, again, helping people is probably the biggest motivator um, and probably the biggest point of success that you can get from that. So. I agree.
0: I mean yeah like i think yeah one of my biggest drives was you know helping people and also uh just this constant urge to always learn things like i'm kind of in your boat with the whole jack of all trade type things (laughs) like Mm -hmm. in that sense because that's what i did like when i got into software i was also like i also had been around graphics and like ui web design and stuff like that so like as soon as i got into software i understood a lot of like the ux experience so, like, I was like, oh, maybe I could go and do the graphics side of it. And then, like, oh, I could also, like, go do the development side. Oh, I could also do the server management side because I've done that stuff too. Like, you know, like, yeah. so <laughs> I, I've, I, I kept on, like, having all these ideas. And it, that's the issue I found was I didn't know where I wanted to be, but I applied for so many positions within those two, two and a half years of working in the same place trying to get out of it by the time I actually found one it was with the software area because I had finally determined like yeah let's just go for software like I just need to pick one focus on jobs just for that and eventually someone will say yes or maybe it was maybe I just like succumbed to the fact that I wanted to become a QA lead just because it was the next step up in my area (laughs) you know and I had already helped manage some people in in my job so it was like oh that's obviously the next step for me but
1: it actually reminds me of something so the kind of I actually had my own business uh, around the age of yeah this is actually around the time I was working at Best Buy retail, um, so <laughs> this is actually kind of bad because I could have gotten fired and also gotten legal tr- legal trouble um, working at the, the Best Buy store. So obviously Best Buy uses Geek Squad as you know kind of you know their yes. in home tech services and things like that. I actually. So, working with you know, customers there and stuff like that, they, when you were selling a computer, you also have to sell the Geek Squad services, like the warranty and stuff yep. like that. You
0: Sometimes. Have a minimum requirement to sell per day, and then you also yeah, have to sell the they, they warranty. Have the
1: weirdest, they have the weirdest thing. They Best Buy employees, they're not commissioned at all, but they have like set goals that you have to sell. And if you don't sell them, you get written up. And I, I thought it was the most just. I don't think they write thing. you
0: up anymore, but you do, like, kind of get looked down upon now. Yeah.
1: It's like you're not working. You're not doing your job. Yeah. But I, for me, this wasn't really – I wasn't going to make a career out of it. But a funny, funny story. It was like I actually got into corporate with this job, Best Buy corporate with this job. But that's mm-hmm. another story. Um, <laughs> so when I was working retail – I would also... So I would say, oh, yeah, you, you can buy this computer. Do you want any of the warranty services? The number one complaint with the warranty service was like, oh, yeah, this warranty is too expensive. Like, you know, I would have to buy... It's like $200 for like two years or something like that. And I would be like on the side, it's like, hey, I uh, actually have my own business. I can help you do tech support stuff on the side. So it, it was kind of like in-home did tech it, support.
0: Didn't they actually like go after a few people that did that like there yeah. like <laughs> was like going to the home and then going oh we can't help you but then like handing them a business card and saying they can and it was actually like their customers or, or their their company but see like the funny thing is is I had that happen like I had some people give uh, my name to customers because I did tech stuff on the side just you know, it wasn't really mm-hmm. a company. It was just, like, I did it, and I helped people kind of do it cheap. Like, I only charge – I charge way less than I should have. I know that much. And mm-hmm. the it was just funny because, like, they would be like, yeah, I sent someone your way, and I was like, why? And they were like, because they can't afford Geek Squad. It's just, like, when Geek Squad, was, like, started, their pricing was just ridiculous for the amount they were trying to charge. And they were trying yep. to pass it off as premium service which, yes, they kind of have a process in the sense that, you know, it gets sent out if they can't do it in-store. it they, they have, like, the money to be able to afford, like, good tools and stuff. But at the same time, it's like if you can get the same quality at a mom-and-pop shop for way cheaper, you know, it's like why spend that much? But at the same time, it kind of sucks because I understand they were trying to bring more value to the, the industry. It's just – a lot of people didn't feel that it required as much as they were charging, so I felt like it, the industry it, had already chosen which path it was going to.
1: Exactly. I mean and a lot of the stuff that I ran into when I was moonlighting essentially was uh it was just general questions, how do I do this? Um so the the area I worked at, um was the demographic is a essentially senior, so mm-hmm. a lot of older people. So and a lot of these um, like in-home like tech jobs that I had was, how do I use uh, at the time was probably like Windows 8, or I'm sorry, Windows 7 or Windows 8. It's like, how do I do this? How do I do that? And it, it, a lot of it was just teaching um, for me. So mm-hmm. it was, I can see like, in terms of the value of Geek Squad, like, their services, super overpriced, yeah, and that would essentially have to have them go to the store and like learn things, um, For me, it was more like, you know, I can go out, make some extra cash on the side, also help teach people how to use, you know, Windows operating system or a Mac operating system. And it was a, yeah, it was a very lucrative thing for a couple of years. Um, And it's kind of funny now, actually, last week, I had an old client that I had worked with, and this has been a span of like, what, six, seven years. they actually contacted me and they asked me how I was doing. And they had some they had some tech problems. And yeah, I, I still have people that I used to do help or I used to help out like a lot with in terms of their computer that they bought from Best Buy. I still help them out uh, to this day. So and not only are they you know people like clients that I work with, but they're actually you know friends of mine. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, yeah it, it it builds a kind of a rapport in terms of you know people that you maintain contact with over time, along with, you know, you had some extra cash on the side to buy um, whatever the heck you want. But yeah, I, I thought it was a pretty rewarding experience. Um, I don't definitely don't recommend it because the legal ramifications, but
0: well, he doesn't recommend doing it while you work at Best Buy. Uh, yeah. He d- but he, <laughs>
1: If yeah, if, if working like you don't want to be a competitor to the company you're working for. Um, But yeah, essentially it was a, it was a rewarding experience, and I also found out that I had um, kind of like the one requirement that I I didn't know I had was in terms of patience, like teaching people. Um, yes, I it, I learned that doing you that. Need patience I learned that I had or that doing that. Learn
0: how to have patience when coming to tech, mm-hmm. and so one thing that I don't know if you did was you've you you learn like base questions to ask to figure out their level of expertise or not expertise, but just like what level of computer knowledge they have. At least I did. It was just like, I didn't ask the standard tech questions. I'd be like, so did you, I would start off with like a semi advanced question. I'd be like, so did you do this? And they're like, they would say, no, how do I do that? And I'd be like, well, first let's try this. And then if they didn't do that, then I know that they are like closer towards the bottom so then i would like work my way back up and go all right let's do all these things you know so (laughs) it's it's very interesting um if i was to compare like how i help people with troubleshooting software versus how i helped people troubleshoot computers Mm -hmm. i think i have been corrupted by the industry for sure like i have turned into (laughs) a sassy ass person when it comes to helping people with software um (laughs)
1: yeah it's software in general is kind of a it's a different it's a different realm of things but in terms of the general troubleshooting steps it still it does apply um majority of you 98 know, percent of all problems is fixed by honestly by a restart
0: <laughs> yeah and then they're like why did that work and you're just going i have no clue but it worked <laughs> yeah
1: it's all it's all magic yeah remember kids uh to restart your computer if you're having problems that's the first step that's the yeah, it's the pro tip for the day. Is First to step is
0: to pick it up and throw it out the window.
1: That too. I mean, if yeah, if you're fed up with it, just throw it outside, throw it on the street, someone run over it, and then your problems are solved.
0: There you or go. just ship it to uh, – what's your address? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um,
1: 123 Fake Street.
0: There yeah. we go. <laughs> so what is your current setup like? Like what – on a daily i know that you sometimes stream on twitch you don't really mm-hmm. take it super serious like you know some others you, you kind of just do it for fun but what yeah what's your what's your current like setup and stuff like
1: so i actually uh, i am, i mean, i wanted to get more int- more serious into the streaming <sighs> realm of things because um i i have a small group of people that watch me um play um certain games so my mm-hmm. current setup right now uh gaming computer wise i have a Core uh, 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 i9-9900K, I have a RTX 2080 Ti, um, and various SSDs, um, and yeah, and 32 gigs of memory. So like my gaming computer essentially can be a streaming rig, but I also have a a secondary setup which will actually be my dedicated streaming computer that runs a Ryzen uh, 1700 with uh, eight gigs of memory, and some sort of SSD in there. Uh, that was actually a retrofit uh, home theater computer that I had. But I was like, eh, I don't really do the home theater part anymore. So mm-hmm. I was like, eh, let's just make this something else.
0: It's like after um, five uh, cease and desist from Time Warner, you're just like, mm, I should stop this. I mean, in my what? life, y- in my lifetime, I
1: probably yeah, in my lifetime, I probably got at least ten cease and desist from comcast and nothing's ever happened with that Did?
0: i got i think my mom got one from me and that was because i downloaded from a source i hadn't downloaded from before and i was like never again will i download from that source
1: <laughs> and then i'm just gonna you push push your luck i mean i didn't do way. that
0: i was a perfect little angel <laughs> and we got it <laughs> legal and bought it off of casa i mean um what's the one that was because uh, uh... itunes Kazar no. Cause, Which one became cause... legal? It was it was illegal. Napster it became Napster. Napster,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the good old days of uh, peer-to-peer sharing with uh, Napster and Kazal Light. I miss now those days. you have days. to go
0: through Tor, just a to peer-to-peer share without good... I mean, sorry. Uh, so <laughs> it's <laughs> um... all about
1: those. It's it's all about the, <laughs> yeah, Tor, <laughs> and then also um, what was the, um news? Uh, is it called news? News bots, I believe, what they're called. I forgot what the term was called. Um, I have no clue about. Oh, you're talking about the ones
0: that can write fake news.
1: I mean, yeah, you know, fake news. No, that's a real thing. Like, is uh, is that a thing?
0: Yeah. So Tesla's company, not Tesla, but uh, Elon Musk has a AI company or owns a part or is inside of like an AI. They they have an AI company because it's what helps with Tesla and stuff. And I think actually a lot of people are part of this like it's like google tesla sorry i'm like playing with my chair um but this company the ai like they were trying to like see what it would take to like write articles right and they fed it like news articles and it just wrote a made-up story like it wrote a whole fictional story right fictional non-fictional which one's the one that it's fictional it'd be fictional Fictional, because it's made up (laughs) Yeah. yeah i'm horrible with that i don't know why i could never like remember that Anyways. But
1: the real question is: Is it still a better love story than Twilight?
0: Um, Probably. It it created fake news. Like they had it write an article, and it created fake news about Trump. It was hilarious. I mean, you uh, don't really
1: need to write fake news about Trump. <laughs> That's the problem. Uh, hopefully, I, your, your not, listeners aren't. We're not aren't, getting into a political. Hopefully, your listeners here. aren't up the alt right. <laughs> so that would be. A- a, anyways, that'd be fun. I,
0: I I tend to lie right down the middle. Um, <laughs> I, I go back and forth on several topics. Anyways, we'll uh, we'll cut the politics because I don't really like to talk about politics. Anyways, I but, mean, you
1: sent me a gif of Alex Jones earlier. I, I felt that was pretty uh, triggering from the, the get go. He's a very political man.
0: I was, I was just, just talking kidding. about the tinfoil. I only cared about the tinfoil. <laughs> InfoWars.com. <laughs> I I actually
1: think that uh, site's um, not working anymore. If I'm not mistaken, uh, maybe taken down. Who knows? Yeah. But uh we were talking about tech before.
0: Yes, yeah, oh so, in my setup well, no, your streaming setup. You're, you're streaming setup. Uh, so you have two computers. you have one already mm-hmm. built for streaming as well? Mm-hmm. Um what's your what what uh what's your home network look like? What what type of setup do you have there?
1: So home network, um I live so my ISP is through Comcast. Uh, yeah, Comcast. His IP
0: is uh 69. Dot... No, I'm
1: <laughs> Or uh, ISP. I'm sorry. Too early in the morning. Um. So my ISP is through Comcast. Uh, I actually have a gigabit line now, which is well quotation gigabit because it's they know, like it's not it's not true gigabit like the one to one da- one up one down. But um uh network I have in my home is I, u- I use a mesh network um a amplify HD. I have one particular room in my condo that just for whatever reason doesn't get any sort of Wi Fi signal. And I'm assuming it's probably the bathroom next to it that's just killing the signal or something. But I've been always I've had this I've I've lived in this condo for about probably nine years now. And that's always been just a problem for the second room. So I went with a mesh network. Um, and I was able to have these little doohickeys plug into the wall and essentially they're like wireless repeaters. I can get full signal in there. It's super good. Um, and yeah, I, the, the setup, the, 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 um, wireless that I use is actually more for a home that's 3000 square feet. Yeah. I, I have half of that size, so it's kind of overkill. That's
0: like, I have an apartment that's, I'd say 700 square feet. Or okay. something, and I use a Google Home uh, the Google Wi Fi system. I'm pretty sure because you're a rated. Google shell. <laughs> well, honestly, I got it because it worked well at my mom's house, and mm-hmm. from what I heard, it's the one of the best ones to hold a consistent signal like a steady oh. signal versus like strong and then weak and then strong and then weak. So mm-hmm that's what i was going for more i, I wanted that consistency i do i didn't really care about anything else besides consistency because i had a gigabit so i was always above 100 just about at my old place but now i don't so that's a different story uh, <laughs> <laughs> which i think is also another reason why it helped in the long run is because of that consistency but yeah this thing's like meant for like 1500 square feet and I get it down at like the parking lot, and the parking lot's pretty far away from my apartment. So
1: yeah, I can go to the park and get, still get internet. It's great. <laughs> the park there's a park next to me. It's like ah, yeah, just bring my laptop, go outside. I should work out outside. Nah, I'm just gonna watch YouTube videos play while I'm outside. <laughs> oh no, don't don't get me into Dota again. I don't I I, I don't wanna. <laughs> you're like I,
0: I don't I don't wanna have no life.
1: Uh, and my my no life wasn't actually Dota. So I used to play um final fantasy 14 the final fantasy mmo Mm -hmm. um what is the count now i gotta see so i used to play that game super religiously because i did a lot of the end game raids and stuff Mm -hmm. like that but the end game raids i think i clocked in over ten thousand hours in that
0: game that game's been out for a while now like they yeah
1: it they, they have an, a, a very interesting story in terms yeah, of they, like
0: they rewrote it, didn't they? It came out, it flopped, they rewrote it. they ha- they like fired everybody, they rewrote it and then brought in like a whole new team with that rewrite. It's pretty interesting.
1: yeah, instead of, instead of just killing the the whole entire you know the their MMO, they had another design or producer come in rewrote the whole game. you' um, still using some assets from the 1.0. And yeah, it's now one of the still most popular subscription-based MMOs that's out there, um, aside from WoW. Um, it, it, It's—I I actually haven't played in a while because subscription-based MMOs, even though like the game is fun, um, it's still—it's just a very archaic system of pain. like. It was the most expensive, probably the most expensive game I've ever played because I mean, you, you have like, to resus- resubscribe every like you know every month for twelve dollars. That adds up yeah. over time.
0: And then if you're on PC, you had to pay for the token at one time, so that w- it ended up being like seventeen, fifteen dollars, I think, or something a month, mm-hmm. just for yeah, it was just, just for to play it. an MMO. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, no,
1: um, well, I did I did that for a while, so.
0: <laughs> so. What would you say to someone that wanted to get into tech support? Like, what do you think they should do? Because I think anybody who wants to get into tech should at least understand how to build a computer. Mm-hmm. And some people are going to throw their arms up at me, mainly Mac users, because, yeah, I, I know a <laughs> lot of developers that just buy Macs because they would just work for them. Yeah. And what's funny is I'm actually thinking about, you know, wiping my Mac, wiping my PC, and actually going over to Linux on both of my machines. I'm just okay. looking for programs to replace certain programs, mainly the Adobe suite. <laughs> and yeah. uh, what I might do is actually I might take my key from my Windows 10 and bring it to, like, a VM, um, even though you don't need a key for Windows. I didn't tell you that. Um <laughs>
1: Hey they they gave it out for free at one point if you had an they, older if like you Windows 7 or Windows 8.1 well Windows or
0: 8. 10 you can still use for free and not take a performance hit with gaming uh, yeah. is it just
1: you don't register the key or you just don't register Windows you correct you just don't register
0: it? yeah and like so you have to like manually download your updates or I don't know there's some some faux pas you know like some weird thing that you don't get and I have to look it up again to be hmm. completely honest but what type of machine would you say right now as of April
1: thirteenth
0: of twenty nineteen? What what machine do you would you say is a good starting computer, whether it be pre built or build yourself? But I honestly I think built is probably the best way to go if you wanted to get into like IT support just mm-hmm. because that means you're gonna learn how to support your own computer.
1: So Yeah. <laughs> I agree Um, in terms so it's kind of we're kind of at an interesting point in the industry where with pre-built computers they actually aren't as bad as uh, as they used to be in terms of the parts that you get the price to performance ratio things like that Um, but if you want the full experience of knowing you know what parts does what um, what parts are essentially uh, what? Uh, what? Why do people choose certain parts over other ones? Um, the DIY uh, option is always the best option because it enables you to research into. Oh yeah, you know I chose X Y Z component versus just a pre-built. You know, obviously, you're just going to get everything in one thing, and some of those parts in the pre built aren't. You know they're they're just generic OEM you know parts that you can't really get anywhere unless you go like off a second hand site like eBay. But um, getting in terms of, like, just knowing, te- like, learning the terminology and also learning in terms of what makes a computer tick, um, mm-hmm. the D- DIY option is always, like, the best option because that just enables you to learn about, you know, your, the thing that you're buying or the parts that you're buying.
0: So if you, if you were to be someone new that mm-hmm. wanted to build a machine um, for a first computer let's say they want a mid-tier gaming computer as of right now what what would you suggest because i have my thoughts on what i would suggest so i'm just curious to know what you would suggest like besides putting price apart right now just like a mid-tier gaming computer your first option is
1: frames y- your first option is to get a thread ripper and you get the highest in graphics. numbers even though I've i was like um that's definitely
0: not <laughs> mid-tier but uh <laughs> I mean, yeah, unless you know a trick on getting those dirt cheap, please do tell the
1: next step is to live next to a micro center. That's the That's the key
0: thing. <laughs> micro um, center fries, you know, something yeah. where you can just waste your paycheck. It's all good
1: it, to be honest. Like it, it the, the researching aspect of things is actually not as hard as it used to be in terms of reading on forms and things like that. Um, yeah, we had mentioned earlier that Linus Tech Tips does um, videos on mid tier to low end PC gaming. Like in terms of builds, uh, it, it's so easy now to find information in regards to like if you want to get from A to B, you know, building a mid tier computer. Um, yeah, you, you can do your research by reading still. You can still you can do your research by watching videos of people doing you know essentially builds. Um, in terms of recommendation, like. Of what I would go for if someone were to ask me, you know, uh, I usually I start out with the general questions of what they want to play, and um, you know, what they want to do with their machine, do and you then kind of from Intel? what's that?
0: Do you suggest Intel over AMD? Price to performance
1: ratio. Yeah, price to performance ratio. Probably uh, AMD would be the best uh, at this time, uh, just due to, well, so yeah. AMD with. Their socket, their current socket, is has been pretty versatile. So the last two generations, and I think I believe the next one here, yeah, the next uh, Ryzen like one processors, or
0: two more left. Yeah,
1: I think this is the last system. one until they jumped into a new socket. Um, for upgrade upgradeability, um, Ryzen would probably be the best. In terms of like video cards and stuff like that, it just yeah, it really depends on what you want to play, and it also depends on like the modder that you want. Um, I mean, I'm a big advocate for saving money, even though my ri- my current rig right now is. Still I was is about pretty... to
0: say you're an advocate for saving money. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, I've always gone to through like the the mid tier build because I just I don't see the reason to get high end because the problem with high end stuff is that the appreciation value. When it releases, something around the corner will take its place at some point. Um, granted, it's been kind of weird with a- NVIDIA. Um, the last high-end card was the GTX 1080 Ti. That was a high-end card for quite a while. Uh, NVIDIA took their time with releasing the new card, which is now the, 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 um, the 2080 and the 2080 Ti. Mm-hmm. Um, but the por- price-to-performance ratio on those are just absolutely nuts. The only reason why I went with the highest-end card is because I, so I bought myself a 34-inch um, uh, ultra-wide. Yes. And eventually, I'm going to get into VR gaming. I'm actually waiting for the new Valve um, Index that's coming out, the, the new VR headset that they're going to yep. be releasing in June. Yeah, looking forward to that. So that's the reason why I went with that. But before that, I used to be just a mid-tier builder. I didn't really need the best of the best um, but budget allowed you know for something a little bit more beefy so here I am with a more high-end build with an i9 um,
0: just power hungry. i gotta mi-
1: i gotta mine those coins for cryptocurrency man it's a drug <laughs> uh it's pretty
0: no, brave it-
1: yep it's from my brave browser oh actually it's and also 32 gigs of memory for you know i still chrome. use chrome from time to time yeah chrome is a huge memory hog I'm actually use chrome
0: so what a lot of people don't know is a lot of programs have switched over to this chromium framework which allows mm-hmm. a lot of developers who were just web developers to come over into the native space and the issue with it that you get, and you'll kind of notice with Discord, they've kind of, like, slowly started working more native stuff. It, I think they're still using the web-based program, but you've noticed, like, they kind of merge, but you, you'll notice resources just get eaten away, and that's why you're seeing people recommend more memory, like, a lot more memory than they used to.
1: But. Yeah, with, um, I mean, the standard before used to be just 8, but honestly, it, it, it's... I feel that that standard in terms of it just being 8 is now too low. I I feel like 16 is at least the minimum.
0: I'm like – so I'm on an older build. I'm on an i7 970 with 16 gigs, and I am noticing the performance hit. Like, that's also another reason why I'm thinking about Linux because I know that I can't afford to upgrade just yet, but I'm Mm -hmm. like – I know that Linux has gotten to a point where I can game on it for most games, and there's workarounds for most games at the level I want to, and also to be able to do everything I need to do, or want to do. So it's just like, I just need to figure out the trade-offs, you know?
1: Yeah, exactly. And just, if you're more a budget-conscious person, I mean, there are a lot of options out there in terms of... You know, getting a at least an entry low to mid-tier build. I mean, they're, thanks th- thanks to AMD, it's gotten a lot easier in terms of having something being priced out and, you know, having a computer that will last you for a while. Because most of my computers in general, um, particularly my mid-tier builds, they lasted for at least five, five six years up until so, I had to upgrade something.
0: So I'm going to throw out a build that I suggest, and you tell me if you'd make any tweaks to it. Okay. So following this mid-tier, uh, 1080, 60 frames, AAA titles, um, I'm gonna suggest the following. I'm gonna suggest a, find an AMD Ryzen 5, if you can, find a 7 with a motherboard combo pack, that will save you a little bit of money, and you can, which will allow you to just, like, last, stop the computer, last a little bit longer, but find a Ryzen 5, uh, one of the second generations, if you can, also with the motherboard combo. The, the reason why I suggest them is because you do save money. Just pay attention to the motherboard. Look for the certain specs. Uh, you're going to want probably a decent motherboard with at least all USB 3s now because if you want it to last that extra five years or th- to last the full five years, I'm going to recommend USB 3. Um, Oops, 3.0. 3. Yeah, 3.0. <laughs> have that across all ports and maybe one type C and then probably a 1070 if you can find it but I know that the 2060s are pretty good so they're around the same price I think if I'm not mistaken but mm, that's a hit or miss and maybe Cap can correct me on that. But also try to find about 16 gigs of RAM. I recommend 32 to make it last that extra little bit.
1: To be honest, I, I still think 32 is overkill. Um, I mean, I just recently upgraded to 32. I feel that even, I mean, right now I have probably... So I, if you want to know some of the habitual problems that I have, uh, in my Brave browser right now, I have probably 60 tabs open because i don't believe in bookmarks what are bookmarks I don't use those but um even with those tabs open along with being discord um, having an active call in discord i have my battle net up i have steam up i have um just a number of different processes going on like i'm still only consuming about 25 percent of my memory at this time so it i think Sixteen would be the good starting point. I agree with a Ryzen processor. Um, if you want to stream, get a Ryzen seven, such as I, I've been seeing a lot on sale the seventeen hundred.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, that first has generation. the yeah first generation that has the um, it has eight cores six uh, eight cores sixteen threads. If you're more gaming focused um, and you want more of the max amount of frames, um, I would recommend a Ryzen five. Uh, first-generation or even second-generation. I've seen some pretty good deals with the second-generation Ryzen 5s. Um, And then, yeah, and then if you're then researching into a motherboard, um, to be honest, I'd pick probably something that is more of a bigger brand, Asus or MSI. Um, The reason being for that is if you pick something that Has in terms of more popularity, they're most likely going to update the BIOS so that you can, if you do upgrade later on, uh, you can potentially still use the same motherboard along with the same, the new uh, Zen, um, the new Ryzen Zen processors that are coming out. Because, yeah, some, not all motherboards are going to support the new stuff coming out, even, even if they do a BIOS update. It really just depends. But, yeah, I could probably get, if someone were to ask me that question in terms of building a PC, I probably can get them about at least five hundred six hundred dollars if you shop if you shop well yeah it's all, about, it's all about finding those deals
0: it also depends on like how quickly you want the computer too. like if you can wait like three months and like spread it out over time you can get some of those parts cheap mm-hmm. whereas like you know we're about to have like a memorial day sale coming up right right that's the next sale i would say easter we're about to have an easter sale and then we're gonna have a memorial day sale coming hallelujah yeah <laughs> cat's gonna go broke, so, you know.
1: Oh no, I'm already broke. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I already set aside money for the Valve Index that's gonna be coming out. So, and then I also booked my I have a a trip coming up here, so that was not cheap as well. So I am super broke right now. Um, <laughs> oh, and, and buying a car. I, I, my current car died, so I'm in the market for a new car at this time. I think I think you and I talked about that um, briefly the other day. Maybe you were asking me a quick the break. mini, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm a um, huge Mini Cooper fan, so. Meh.
0: <laughs> You're Keep meh. Your go kart. No, I'm just kidding. Isn't your car a go kart too? I mean, no, uh, you have a. The platform is not based off a of go kart like the Mini is. <laughs> <laughs> um, hmm. but I mean that those are all really good points, and um, if anybody has any questions about tech stuff, you can always find me and my discord on uh and you can find those links at uh, unconventionalgeek.am if so so cap you don't know this but every time before we end the podcast i ask the guests well you might know this i don't know how much you listen to the show but every time i in the podcast i ask a question from the guests to ask a question to us as an audience so what's your question to the audience to me because I'll most likely answer it right now. But what's your what's your question? What, what's your question?
1: Well, my first question is how you doing? How's your day going?
0: Um, I'm cracked out on coffee. I'm doing pretty good. I cracked out on coffee. <laughs> I made That's about interesting... thirty ounces of coffee. How big's this cup? Something hmm. like that. Yeah. And I've drank probably at least twenty ounces. So.
1: Well, I think, and, and this has been more of a tech focus. I I, I found it funny. We, we we're I don't. We probably should talk more about uh, fire, uh Foxfire too. You would say are we oh, yeah. wrapping up on time?
0: <laughs> no, <laughs> I <forgot>. mean, <laughs> let's let's talk about that too. I mean, well, so I I just did like a podcast about communities and like different sides mm-hmm. of the community. So like to be honest, I'm a little little shot on like community thinking, like thinking about community stuff. So mm. In all fa- in all honesty, but yes, no, Foxfire is an amazing community. They are a gaming community that welcomes all. Um, we started out kind of with a lot of streamer Overwatch players, but have grown into a very wide variety of people. And we've kind of toned it down from more adult theme to definitely more friendly, open theme. Um, actually, there was no real adult theme. It, it was actually very tame. Even in the very beginning, we tried to keep it very tame. Until uh, I came there, and then that's worse. Sorry. Um, we just slap him when he he acts up. We just that's how he became featured Fox. We felt bad that we slapped him too many times. <laughs>
1: it was a it was a it was a pity, uh, pity uh, featured. It was Fox. a pity party. Like, yeah. Oh uh, well, rip. <laughs> but yeah, no, so I, I was just g- gonna chime in. Yeah, like with uh, Foxfire. I don't know the super good community. Um, I actually got a lot of the streaming. Um, so I mentioned earlier that I do some small streaming here and there. Um, I actually got a lot of streaming tips from them, um, and if you're looking at getting a start and just you know having questions about streaming or just have a you know a, an interest in it, um, they are a great community to you know converse with to you know, you know just essentially yeah be a part of. They're uh, they're super awesome people.
0: The, they they really are, and the the three founders, Caden, and Vero, and Excited, they're they're very nice and friendly and open and. I would say almost everybody here is friendly nice and open so it's one of those things that you definitely like if you have tech questions if you're into esports if you're trying to get fit we have channels for those um what what besides knowing kaden what got you to join foxfire like stick around i guess like what kept you coming back to foxfire
1: I think, so, like I said earlier, um, I wanted to get started in streaming, but I, minus like reading on the, the subreddit for Twitch or going through, you know, various forums, um, I actually started asking Kaden uh, just about random streaming questions, and she's like, oh, well, yeah, you can, you know, join our group here, and you, maybe you can ask your questions there and get, you know, the answers that you're looking for. So I joined that. Um, I saw, I... I right when i joined a bunch of people said welcome spamming me with these cute emojis and stuff like that and oh yes, yeah it just kind of lots of lots of cute fox emojis and yeah i just enjoyed the warm atmosphere um even though you know this is online it, it still it, they give out a very warm and inviting presence that uh, i just yeah it made me want to stay um there a lot of there's a lot of interesting characters there um such as carbs he's one of them even though I like to poke at him all the time, make fun of him, um, the the founders um, such as Excited, Caden, uh, and um, uh, Vero, they're you know both all really nice people. They engage with the community a lot, and you know they essentially just want the best for the community and just to make it a very relaxing and inviting place for you know new and also people that are reoccurring that are there. Um, you know, to be honest, except for Caden, Caden, she's kind of, she's just mean to me, so she's, she's terrible. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love you, Dom, Dom. <laughs> but um,
0: she, she's gonna come find you. She's gonna come find you now.
1: Oh, she can find me. It's fine. We're <laughs> like I'll, I'll go find her because uh, I, I, I love her doggos very much, and I actually her doggos are go...
0: robots. I don't know if you know that they're actually robots and they sleep all the time, so they're always on a charging dock. They're oh just isn't. They're just like just Roombas. Like <laughs> <apart from that. laughs> They're little barking Roombas. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> Technology has gotten
1: very far. Um, but yeah, no, it, it's just it's an awesome community. Um, if you want to get started with streaming, or if you are a streamer and you just are looking to grow um, and want to engage in a very um, awesome community, I actually am a part of another Discord that um, we have probably about 60 to 70 some people um we engage with fire foxfire for community games and stuff like that every once in a while and it's just is always a is always a good time i actually brought some of those people from my discord that i'm a part of over to foxfire and it's just been yeah it's been just a solid time um highly recommend 10 out of 10 a plus
0: it's 12 out of 10 what are you talking about gosh I mean, you can't put
1: 12 out of 10 this is an amazon review come on
0: Nope, no, no Amazon review here. This is two hundred <laughs> IQ. <laughs> um. uh, no, I mean, so when Overwatch League wasn't going on and whatnot, we had Friday community nights all, all, all the time, like we still do. People still look for games all the time between Apex, Overwatch. Um, those are kind of like the two main right now. I'm trying to think if there's any other game people I've seen people play. We have a couple uh, people I on, like, Destiny 2 right now, Overwatch, Star Wars, mm-hmm. Final Fantasy, Division 2. So w- we have a lot of variety in the community, and it's it's really awesome because seeing different points of views, seeing different, like, people, and just, like, getting along and working together. And, you know, at some point, we even had enough people to where we had, team like, community team matches, and we <laughs> would basically do, like, Overwatch matches between the two teams, so... It's a very fun and exciting point. Yeah. Point, uh, place, we places, the words I was looking for there.
1: The, um, you guys have stopped that now due to the, the league, uh, Overwatch week going on, uh, correct?
0: I not really, like, stopped. It's just, like, the m- people who are really the ones, like, that were putting it on are the people who watch the show, so... It's like the people who really started it and got it engaged are the ones watching the league. So it kind of like conflicts with the timing. We still do game nights. Like I, throughout this week, I've seen so many people go in and out of chat rooms. So mm-hmm.
1: yeah. And, and if you're, you know, just, you don't necessarily have to wait for these community nights. If you want to find someone to play with, there's a particular channel that um you, I think it was looking for game, I believe. Yes. I love G. Um, yep. I love Yep. If you, uh, want to uh, if you want to find someone you can post there um if you want to play overwatch like I'm always usually playing overwatch I, I honestly I switched between two games now which is really sad I need to find more games to play but <laughs> if you're looking for someone that wants to play overwatch like I'm I, I usually am on probably once a day for playing overwatch or if you want to play some Rocket League I'm a big rocket League um, fan as well
0: So what would you say is your favorite all-time video game?
1: Ooh, that's a loaded question. I actually just answered this yesterday to somebody at work. Um, so, in the last, I would say in the last decade, I played this game called uh, Nier Automata. I didn't, so I actually never played, uh, it's a game by, um, by Yoko Taro. He is a mm-hmm. Japanese um, uh, action RPG developer. Um, I didn't play the first Nier. Um, it, and so the first Nier was a game on the ps2 um it didn't really have a huge following had an amazing soundtrack an amazing story but it just didn't have a huge following because it was more of a the the like action rpg genre or jrpg genre is kind of it's not as popular as it used to be mm-hmm. but anyways um so Nier automata it was a game i was interested in the, the i started getting interest in it in the e3 trailer which was essentially showing off this boss battle. Um the, the the whole concept of androids and robots and aliens and stuff like that, it kinda drew me in. I was like, Oh, this looks like a weird game. I played it. I didn't I went in blindly, not knowing what it was about, and it was probably one of the most game defining like games I've ever played. The
0: question did you hundred percent it?
1: I did hundred percent it, yep.
0: You pervert. <laughs> you know uh, exactly yes. what I'm talking about.
1: That was the first thing I did. <laughs> Anyways, um, what he's, what he's talking Well, I, I guess he, as the listener, you can find out what that is in terms of getting all um, the achievements.
0: There, there's an achievement in this game that is very <laughs> weeb-like, I will say. Um, it's not weeb, it's just lewd. It's totally weeb. It's lewd. Um, so <laughs> the character runs around in a skirt and basically, if you look under the skirt, what five times? Like you can pan it's the camera. It's called a battle dress. Excuse me. Sorry, but basically, God. you like pan the camera down like what five times or something like that, and then it like pops up an achievement that's like, what did it say? I can't remember. Oh,
1: uh, I, I don't remember the achievement in particular, but um, and sometimes you honestly can, can't help it because you go up ladders and stuff, and it's just like in your face, and you're like, oh, okay, well, cool. Um. I actually was playing it one time when my parents came over, and that was a very interesting experience. But uh, that's another story for another time. But anyways, um, in regards to the game itself, um, it was for me what draws me into games is a really good story. Um, so like playing like Witcher three, or playing like DSX, or playing like games like Nier, it had it had a really captivating story it's just a single player game so it had just had a really captivating story of um essentially yeah of of these characters and I couldn't I couldn't actually put it down I actually played through that game like almost non-stop and that's pretty rare for me to do um it's uh yeah it it was
0: types of games like with so many achievements and so many side quests and stuff yeah
1: yeah it is a long game um essentially there are five endings for the game but When you play it, you kind of just, I wouldn't say stumble upon it, but you essentially will run into those endings. Um, Mm. The um, the game itself as a whole actually has 26 endings. Um, A lot of them are joke endings, but um, there is five essentially main endings to the game. Um, And yeah, it's just something that I couldn't put down um, the story, the characters, the world, too, that um, the, the game was was about. It was just, it was so...
0: It's a very beautiful game in the sense of graphics and the way that yeah. it flows. Um... And even
1: ga- gameplay, too. It's very... The, the guy who made the game, Yoko Taro, he is a eccentric... I would say eccentric would be the word. He's an eccentric dude. Uh, the game itself has from 3D uh, action RPG to bullet hell to side-scrolling to text adventure like the game itself just switches genres all the time um in terms of the gameplay and it's just it always keep it keeps you on your feet and it's just it, it it's it's something that i i couldn't put down
0: yeah no i i've watched people play and it's it it captures me but at the same time i know that i would never finish it but hey i have a hard time ever finishing any game
1: so that's that's the problem with games these days is that you have too much of a large library slash backlog and you have to play all these games and you just don't have the time but uh, so the
0: achievement we were talking about the achievement is called what are you doing and basically what you have to do Uh, is you have to peek underneath her skirt 10 times and she'll swap the camera away from what you're doing uh when you do it right she'll swap the camera away from you so to be
1: to be honest, uh, my camera just kind of panned down there. Don't, yeah. Is that is
0: that a pun to be?
1: Yep, yep, it is. <laughs>
0: so the character's name is to be. That's why I was making a joke. All right, but yes, yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> sure. Your camera just panned down there. We um. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm being uh,
1: I'm I'm, I'm Target? being targeted here. Yeah, yeah.
0: This is a hostile work environment. I, I don't work here. You signed that up front. <laughs> I didn't sign
1: anything. You did. Oh well. Oh, well, here I am.
0: <laughs> so, I am gonna wrap this up because we're getting on two hours. And are we at two hours? Holy cow! Yes. Uh, some of it might be cut out because at the very beginning I was a little groggy, and whatnot. Uh, we said some things. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but <laughs> this this has been all over the place, and this is probably why I don't really do interviews in the morning. Uh, <laughs> You know, you could. You asked me
1: specifically what time, and I'm like, well, why don't we just do it in the morning? It gives me a reason to wake up. To be honest, I we were supposed to do this last week, but I slept in because you know, Saturdays is my uh, sleeping. It was bedtime.
0: a Sunday. I I woke up. Oh, I'm sorry, Sunday. <laughs> I woke up and I was like, all right, well, we'll do the podcast. I'll like start recording, or no, I'll I'll like start drawing and I'll wait for him to get on, and then I I start drawing and I'm like, you know what. I'll stream, and whenever he gets on, we'll we'll go ahead and do the podcast. Literally, we were supposed to do it at, what eleven, three o'clock. He goes, "I overslept," and I go, "You <laughs> think?"
1: <laughs> That's a normal time for me to wake up on on a Sunday. I went to fire. bed
0: at two last night, and my body woke me up at seven thirty. See, I enjoy my sleep. I don't know what happened. I I'm losing my mind. Like I think my I think I'm just losing it. Um, <laughs> You're getting old. <laughs> oh, is that what's happening? I just wake up yeah,
1: naturally? It's, it's the ons, it's the, uh, just the old, your old body's just like, yeah, has a built-in alarm system, which I wish I had. Um, I honestly have to, like for my work week, I essentially have to have three alarms set up on two different phones. I have a work phone and also my personal phone, but I have three alarms set up and it, the third alarm usually wakes me up. Because I'm just like, uh, I just don't, I'm not, I used to be a morning person, but, but that was, anymore. well, I had good reason to be a morning person back then. I was really excited to watch Saturday morning cartoons. Now I don't have that anymore. So,
0: I mean, you can always throw on cartoons on Saturday morning.
1: Yeah, but it's not the same anymore. <laughs> I mean, I, w- I would wake up watching, you know, Pokemon Digimon. I'm, I'm a huge Digimon fan. Um,
0: Digimon's better. Bite me.
1: Digimon is better. I'm but now that. people I'm are going to just be writing angry comments to you about it's that. It's all good.
0: I'm used to it. <laughs> uh, so, you know, we did mention streaming, and one thing I did wanted to ask that I forgot because my attention span is very small right now. Uh, a potato, <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's a potato right now. And what – so you said you wanted to start doing more streaming. What games are you thinking about streaming to start? Yeah,
1: yeah. Um. I, so I actually, my – current small people that I stream to right now. Um, I stream kind of games that I'm interested in, so I'm a huge Ace Combat fan. Um, I I grew up playing with the original PlayStation um, game, Air Combat, and playing all the PS2 games and stuff like that. Uh, Ace Combat 7, which just came out this year, uh, I bought that for the PC, and I started streaming that. Uh, I actually, once upon a time ago, I wanted to be a fighter pilot because of this game. But, um, yeah, I, I, I stream that. I also stream uh, Zone of the Enders 2, which is a Hideo Kojima game back when he was in Konami. Uh, there was a remaster that came out about probably a year, half a year ago at this point. Um, I, I, it's, these are games that um, I just have more of a personal interest in. Uh, eventually, I actually want to get more into um horror type games like i want to play what is it visage which is kind of like a pt it, it, it's like a spiritual successor to pt um which I've is have heard of that yeah it, it's on it's it's pretty freaky uh i also do really bad at horror games and i was told that i'm pretty uh, animated when what's
0: that so are you entertain or uh what's the word i'm looking for um are you, do you get scared a lot from horror games
1: yo man i live by myself like i have what you would say an, inac- an active imagination if i watch a scary movie by myself i am super paranoid oh, yeah, you know. in my own house and i don't i leave every light on it's really bad for the environment but um yeah <laughs> so no have, it's you, just, have you
0: ever watched darkness falls by yourself
1: i have not and i don't want to
0: yeah no don't um no to, to touch on that I don't think I've ever played a horror game by like myself like the one time I tried I did it on stream and I actually have a clip of me like jumping even though I had already played the introduction to this game so many times I knew it was coming I still ended up freaking out and I like jumped like you could see me jump a little out of my seat uh <laughs> I I, I kind of want to watch you play horror games now I think you should play horror games I think you'd be really good at it Let, let's let's I, everybody let's uh get some hype for hard to play some horror games so we can watch him let's get, not let's um, i mean just, to, I, to watch his amazing streams
1: no, no it's a uh, bad time i i, I actually started playing yeah i've played i started i want to play visage uh even though i i've seen other people play it uh, i i just like in terms of the story story content of it and also graphically it's beautiful um, I've also played... Uh, this is actually a free game. I actually gave this as a recommendation for Caden uh, um, to play. Um, SCP Containment Breach, which is a free game. Um, these monsters are actually from this website called the SCP Foundation. These are monsters that were made essentially by people. Just random people online. Um, and they all like essentially want to kill you. Um, that is another game I want to stream because... Uh, I hate my life,
0: and I just yeah, I, I want to do that. This game looks freaky. Like these monsters are horrid.
1: Oh, if you here here's kind of the uh, kind of the premise of it. You need to escape this facility. You have probably you run into these monsters. One of them is actively trying to chase you. Um, and it's kind of like the weeping. Ange- One of these monsters is kind of like the weeping angels from Doctor Who. You have to um, essentially stare at it, and you have to keep staring at it. If you don't, or if you, um, if you blink, there's a blinking mechanic in the game. Oh it will gosh. come up behind you and snap your neck, and you die. So yeah, it's a, it's a horrifying game. Um, the cool thing about it, though, is that um, this game is free. Um, it was made by, um, just I believe, a single guy. He just did it for a coding experience. Uh, a lot, all these monsters were people that were made on the internet, so they all have kind of just these weird, like, qualities about them. And um, the game itself is randomly generated, so every game that you play is different. Um, locations insane. are different, the items you start out with yes. um, or you find is different. It's just, it's it keeps you on your toes uh, no, no matter the playthrough. Yeah, if I do that, you have to do it—not w- do it with me—but I want to see you stream that game too.
0: Oh gosh, okay. I might stream a couple <laughs> games of that. I'm actually getting more into the art streaming, uh, doing my art because I need—I have let my art skills drop so much. It's kind of annoying, but now that I have an iPad where I can see what's underneath my my pen, it helps so much more. Um, but yeah, that—that's currently where I'm at. So. <laughs> <laughs> So w- let's uh, go ahead and wrap this up because, yeah, like I said, it's getting closer to two hours, and I try to keep around two hours as the max length for the podcast. Sure. But it was awesome having you on here. But like I said, we generally ask question. Do you have a question besides just how are you uh, to ask the audience?
1: What are you going to have for lunch? Lunch is important. Um I think general question would be, I mean, it's more of a general question, I guess, for you in terms of, you know, the future of you know, unconventional geek. Like, where do you, where do you want to have your brand go to? Like, what what are you shooting your brand to being like? To, what's the angle for your brand? Just to be as big as possible, having a niche market in this particular space. What, what do you want to do with that? I was actually wanted to ask you that. Uh, so when I, found I actually out about your brand
0: slightly answered this on the last podcast, which actually your podcast will go up before it, so technically yours is before the podcast where I answer this. Oh, uh, time traveling. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> but Unconventional Geek is going to be a premium geek apparel brand podcast and community. It's uh, currently going, like, the uncongeek.com website is going to be the online store for Unconventional Geek. For the clothing and accessories part, the Discord will be the community part, and the podcast, well, we're on it. I plan on either using this to start showing some impact. Like, one of the things that Unconventional Geek is about is being transparent throughout the whole process. One of the reasons why I chose the manufacturer that makes my t-shirts, or the Unconventional Geek t-shirts, was because... I can see where the T-shirt is in the process. Have they processed the order yet? Have they started you know getting the, the design ready for the shirt? Do they have the shirt ready? Those types of things, right? Mm-hmm. so i um I, I it's a little bit more expensive, and I don't make m- that much money off of it compared to some other ways of doing it, but I think it's the best way to give that that transparency as long as I can go. Like, if they message me, I want to be able to go, yeah, it's currently being processed. They haven't gotten to it yet. Please just be patient. Um, It does take two to six weeks before they can process it. Or not six weeks, two to six weeks. Two to six days before they can process it. I was going to say it's like
1: ordering something from AliExpress. Holy cow. (laughs) No,
0: Yeah, but so, like, it's all on demand. Everything's printed to, like, that order. And what's funny is if you order multiple things, sometimes – Certain items will be done before other items, so, like, your order is waiting on one item if it's coming from the same pro, uh, processing plant. So, like, most shirts are done in the same order, so, like, if you order multiple shirts and, say, like, one has embroidering on it, your order might be delayed a little bit longer because of the embroidering. But currently we don't offer any shirts that have embroidering. Wink, wink. That might be coming later. But, uh... <sighs> but... So like the hat came from Kaala. Cali- uh, no, the hat came from North Carolina, the shirt came from North Carolina. the hat came from California or the mug came from California. So there's certain things that come from different printing areas, you know. So I just I, uh, I wanted to let like, like we're gonna have a complete transparency pro- policy and that's actually one of the copy things I have to write before the early access or before the initial release. Mm -hmm. of the store and I guess the overall goal is to just become a a brand that's recognizable that people like and enjoy and eventually be able to give back like I want to be able to make money to you know obviously make it my career and be able to do other things and be able to focus on other brands or like maybe focus on creating different websites or whatever, you know, like I want to be able to use it as a starting point because I've always wanted to create a brand. Like my original initial brand idea was to do something kind of like red where mm-hmm. I print t-shirts for artists and I give them profit or, you know, I print t-shirts and almost all the profit goes to charity. So kind of like a humble bundle thing, but for clothing, you know, like those were things that I wanted to do. But then Humble Bundle started to do clothing or someone does clothing. There's like a Humble Bundle of clothing type. But it, it's just like – so those are the things that I've been focusing on. Like I I want to focus on getting a brand out there. I want to make it big as possible right now. Like I want – like I want to make it huge right now. Like that's the main goal. Like most of the money that I get will be going back into advertisement, uh, copywriting the names and stuff, like full-on full, full on copyright, uh along with purchasing the unconventionalgeek.com URL because it's currently being held hostage by a domain uh, scavenger because what happens is when a term becomes Googled a lot, uh, companies go out and they, like, monitor Google for words that are being searched a lot. Yep. And then they combine them, put them in different orders and whatnot, and then go out and buy those domain names. So my domain is technically considered a premium domain. Hmm. Interesting. So that's why I went with Uncon Geek because it's short, simple, and it kind of resembles the brand. It's slightly unconventional in the sense that it's shortened, but it's also conventional. So there's a lot of different things, you know, like aspects of it. And it's really fun and exciting. I just hope to be able to pull it off right and get the right following, you know, and I'm sure the people listening will help support. And I'm sure people join along the way and that's kind of the exciting part about it
1: yeah I mean you already have a mug so I'm gonna buy the mug because I like mugs and you stuff can get like it that.
0: in 11 ounces or 15 ounces
1: all right it's a good uh, good way to pour my scotch in a mug there you go <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, I'm actually thinking so unconventional geek podcast merch is going to be available on there and that's just gonna be the black and white logo the one that you see as on the podcast just that plain one because mm-hmm. i i wanted it, it's obviously the same brand but i want the brand to be a brand with a podcast not a podcast with a brand mm. does that make sense
1: yeah it makes sense yeah
0: so we're gonna have other other clothing line it's not just gonna be podcast merch and so you know there, there's definitely things that i want to do and we even have some talks of collabs with different artists to for different merch so you won't just get my horrible art; you'll get way better art. Way more talented people will be doing the art. <laughs> it's gonna be awesome.
1: I so. mean, the stuff—the the, the items on the shop so far—I mean, they look they look great. I actually was gonna ask you a couple questions about some of the sizing oh. and stuff like that for the shop. So but, uh, we can take that offline, like once yeah, uh, we wrap this up.
0: I'll, I'll give a quick, quick rundown of that. So mm. I, I'm a very big fan of Bella and Canvas, and they have some of the best items on the market for the price that they charge for, like, just their base product, um, in clothing-wise. So, with shirts, it will be Bella Canvas 3001 to start out with, before we get into the premium. Like, I'll have another shirt called, like, the Premium Shirt, and it will be a tri-blend that has, like, a really soft texture, but even the 300- 3001 is such a soft shirt, like, it- it doesn't feel rough or starchy. And- (laughs) The sizing should fit most people. Uh, it does shrink a little bit. It's fifty-one th- percent cotton with forty-two percent. Wait, my my numbers are off there. It's fifty-six percent cotton and forty-two percent polyester. So,
1: remember, kids, uh, don't for cotton. Don't uh, wash it warm water, otherwise it's going to shrink a lot.
0: Yeah. So yeah. Th- those are things, but. Uh, yeah, we can. I'll answer your questions offline, and if anybody else has any questions, they can message me. Uh, thank okay. you for asking that question. That's a very interesting question. Yeah, that. no,
1: I, yeah, no. That's. Uh, yeah, I, I I like supporting. I, I got some friends that are also doing their own commission based work and stuff like that. I I am also a huge advocate for like, like Patreon and things like that. Um, it, it's good to support, like not just local but smaller companies and smaller businesses and things like that. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some really good stuff out there. Yeah, there's a lot of crap stuff, but there's some really good stuff out there. Um, and if it's if it's something that you like and you want to support, uh, you know, it's buying merch or even doing a Patreon or donating a few dollars here and there. It uh, helps these uh, content creators, you know, for a very for a long way. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, definitely, I will. Uh, I'll let you know those questions, more of those questions uh, after this here.
0: Hey, you could help me write the FAQ. Uh- <laughs> Hey, I like, um, F-
1: I, I, I've been actually, funny thing, been writing FAQs and, like, uh, training documentation in the last two weeks because of work. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I can definitely do that. Um, I will get, um, I require a, um, a free T-shirt and also a good bottle of scotch. Okay, thank you.
0: <laughs> um, whoa, For whoa, whoa, whoa. I know I do I'll do it, like, 25 per block. Yeah, I'm just... <laughs> I'm kidding, but um, um, if you have, if you want to plug your socials, right now is the time to do it because not your social security, but you know your your online social media accounts. Uh, go ahead and plug that now because we're going to be wrapping up the conversation.
1: Sure, um, I actually don't know those offhand. I'm not really a huge uh, um, social, like in terms of like social media person. I do have an Instagram. Uh, it's Captain uh, C A P T Biscuits um, on Instagram. Um, otherwise, you can find me on Discord. I'm mostly on Discord uh, these days, but uh, yeah, the Instagram is probably the biggest point where you find me. Or if you are interested in following me on my Twitch, uh, I actually don't know. Have that memorized too. I'm so bad at this. You,
0: you need to like keep them consistent. Come on. Yeah. Well, uh, so thing? my
1: Twitch, my Twitch is Captain Biscotti. Um, and that's the full spelling of Captain Biscotti. Wait, are you gonna I try- change
0: it to Biscuits?
1: I can't because someone has the name already.
0: It looks like you got to change your Instagram handle.
1: Yeah, it looks like I got to change my Instagram. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Captain Biscotti is the Twitch uh, name, and then Captain Biscuits is the Instagram name. I would like to consolidate them at one point to one name, but, you know, that's really hard to do these days because everyone likes to steal not steal, but everyone likes to, you know, just come up with names all the time. But, yep. uh, yeah, you can follow me on Twitch. Uh, I have a very irregular scheme, streaming schedule. Um, right now, I am currently playing um, Ace Combat 7, and I'm currently playing Zone of the Enders 2. Uh, but eventually, I might start streaming into Overwatch or, um, uh, as we mentioned earlier, like some of the horror games, like um, SCP Containment Breach, um, Visage, uh, or Visage, and... Um, maybe i was actually interested in playing the new resident evil um the remake of i believe it was two
0: i watched a lot of people play that one
1: yeah that's uh also a game i i grew up with so it's just it's on my list of games to play there's only so much time in the day that you
0: play things yep Yep. um and so this podcast was brought to you by uh the firefox gg firefox foxfire wait now i'm getting no foxfire yeah foxfire gg I, I the first episode I did for them I kept on saying Firefox so it, it's it's horrible um but the Foxfire We're a Mozilla GG. company now boys <laughs> and ladies <laughs> the Foxfire GG community is an awesome place that if you're a gamer streamer alike you can join up and hang out I'm going to say that if you want to talk to either of us you can hit us up on there or you can even go to unconventionalgeek.com. dot com also or wow am and find the link for my discord and i will direct you in the way of foxfire but it is f-o-x-f-y-r-e.gg slash discord if you want to join directly to the discord otherwise just go to Foxfire g and you'll be able to uh, read up and about us and kind of understand the whole community because we're not an organization we're a community so Like always, stay unconventional. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.